Well, welcome back, everybody, good friends, returned listeners, and newcomers to the show. My name is Eric Wright. I'm the host of your Disco Posse podcast, the leading startup podcast. It's so fun to be able to share really, really great conversations with you. And this one is one you're going to really enjoy. We speak with Tony D'Urso. Tony is not only a prolific author, he's a podcaster. He's got his own show on Voice America. He is a leading mind on on business and vision map. And this, and in fact, he actually has literally the vision map book, which we have links in the show notes. So make sure you go check that out. So this is going to be a great conversation with Tony on how to beat the odds for business success and really just the dedication that's required. Such a, a great opportunity to chat with Tony. Uh, I really enjoy this, and I really hope that you do as much as I did. In the meantime, of course, I have to make sure I give a shout-out because this show is brought to you by amazing supporters and friends like our friends over at Veeam Software. So if you want to head over and check out what they've got, go to vee.am forward slash Disco Posse because they've got you covered with everything you need for your data protection needs, whether it's on-premises, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's I even that cloud native goodness that you think that you don't need to back up, you actually need to back it up. And that SaaS, oh, that's right, Office 365 Teams. Ooh, just because it's in the cloud doesn't mean it's backed up. And you also got to protect that stuff in real time continuously for data protection and business continuity. That's where you get your disaster recovery orchestrator in play. So head over to vee.am forward slash disco posse and check it out. And in the day and age, where everybody is waiting to watch your internet traffic, the best way you can protect yourself is by using the fine folks over at ExpressVPN. So a brand new product that I'm able to bring, super happy to be able to do this. So if you want to protect your privacy, protect your traffic, and be safer on the internet, whether it's at home or whether you're on the road, especially on those naughty, naughty Wi-Fis at Starbucks, make sure you get this out. So go to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash Disco Posse, and you get a little bit of a bonus. Again, go to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash Disco Posse. All right. Here's Tony. Let's do it. Hi, this is Tony D'Urso. I am the host of the Tony D'Urso show, which is the number one talk show on Voice America. And we're getting about a million listeners a month. And here I am on the Disco Posse podcast with Eric Wright. And I am pumped and ready and excited and delighted and honored, all three, to be on the show. Thank you so much, Eric, for having me on. Tony, when you have professional broadcasters on, it makes my job easy. <laughs> I could go home now. I could just sit down and I could let you I could let you go. Tony, this is it's I'd say the honor is is mine in that I've been lucky enough through getting connected through uh, the team at Kidcaster, who they're a fantastic bunch and they've uh, they've connected me with a lot of amazing folks. When when they let me know that you were available, I went through the Tony D'Urso backlog, and I am a student of Tony D'Urso right now. And you are a, a really uh, fantastic conversationalist, interviewer, and just you. You're very good at digging into 
what matters when you get into conversation with folks. So first of all, for folks that are brand new to you, if you want to give a quick bio, of course, this is the fun. I always appreciate Tony D or so with the apostrophe. However, Google does not like apostrophe. So for folks, you know, go to Tony D or so D U R S O dot com, of course, and you can get the real links. Um, but anyways, Tony, let's uh, let's share a little bit of your story first. Eric, first of all, it's so great to speak to a fan, someone that binges, <clears throat> someone that's binged and or binges, however the case may be, on my shows. I really appreciate it because I really try very hard to curate and bring people to your audience, to you. Because, you know, frankly, the re and this is why I started, there's so many good people out there, Eric. There's so much advice, so many books and classes and webinars and seminars and and lectures and you and I and every single person on this earth cannot listen to every single person, read everybody's book, listen to everybody's lecture, take everybody's class. It's impossible. There's just not enough time in the life to do that. So what I do and what I specialize in is interviewing and speaking with people who are at the top of their category whom I call, I coined the, the term elite entrepreneurs. I have a book out on Amazon, which is a best-selling book, Elite Entrepreneurs. And these people, you know, give you an example, you know, Wesley Snipes, the actor, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, Jeff, Jeff Hoffman, Hoffman from Priceline, and Frank Shankowitz, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And, and I call them elite entrepreneurs, and, and I get their story. And I bring that and curate to you. So whether you're a startup or thinking about it or in a career and you want to hack your job or you're a small business owner, there are people that talk about their journey and how they became successful in every category you can imagine. And literally every category that you need to know about in order to be successful at your job, your career, your business categories, such as HR, photography, online sales, financing there's so many niches or niches depending on <laughs> where you are in the world that that's really important for you to learn so i bring this to people one one show one show a week it's it's now an hour, hour show i've been doing this for a little over five years i've had a couple shows and and now it's one show called the tony dierso show which i mentioned earlier is the number one talk show on voice on the entire Voice America network for several years running. I'm on 14 AM FM radio stations and I get over a million listeners a month. And while you and and your audience can listen on Spotify, iHeart, can listen on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and so forth. If you want all the shows, including the back early, early, early shows, which I also call the embarrassing shows, where I was, <laughs> I was winging it like, what do I do now? They're at TonyDURSO.com slash podcast. And that's where you can get everything. And if you know somebody I've interviewed, you just put the name in the search and, you know, you'll you'll find it like Kevin Harrington. Just type in Harrington and poof. There comes up his show. So, so that's just a, a way to access it at tonydurso.com slash podcast. So, so I work to help people improve whatever their game or their job or their businesses. This is 
this is the premise that I started and I wrote, wrote up a, a map to success. I call the vision map, which is actually a new book coming out on Amazon. Not sure when it's called creating your vision, but I don't know when that's going to come out, maybe a month or so it's the book's written and it's just going through its final process. And this is to help you go through all the process, because again, there's so much now, let me let me give a little qualifier on that. Every single person I speak to is smart. You know something, you're knowledgeable about something. You can eventually figure this out, Eric, but it takes so long. It could take you so much time to to really get good at your game. So if I bring experts who talk about their their problems, their troubles, and how they've how they've had to work to make it successful. It really inspires, motivates, and gives a lot of good tips. That may or may not be a long answer to why I did what I did and how, but I'm, I'm happy to go into it a little bit more. Well, the interesting thing is, like you said, you work with incredible people and you, you've, I mean, they're founders, they're CEOs, they're, they're heads of marketing, they're co individual content creators, they're sports, you know, enthusiasts, whatever it's going to be. But the one thing that humans in generally suffer from is we call it the curse of knowledge, right? And you get so wrapped in your understanding of your own platform, product, whatever, that you often can't separate yourself from it. And what you can bring <clears throat> in doing the vision map and like part of that process is that you come with sort of the unwashed eyes from the outside and say like, well, describe to me what you do. And almost like therapy, you can say, so what I'm hearing you say is that you, you, there's a problem that happens in the world. And don't you hate it when, you know, when you go and, and bottle tops are always constantly sliding off of bottles when you're driving. Well, we've created, you know, like it allows you to very specifically hone in on what you're hearing and what's resonating to you out of this thing. And then it's it's a real freeing thing to open up to a third party. And it's hard. It's very hard for those folks to do that because they'll always say, like, who can know my product better than me? Well, maybe your customers. And the problem is they'll never be honest with you because there's a commercial relationship. But I bring in Tony and Tony sits and listens and then he talks to the customer and he talks to my team. Oh, Okay, now I'm getting a real story. And that's, it is a beautiful thing. I love your your way of doing that. And of course, like I said, it comes through in your content, in your conversations with people that you're very good at sort of pulling on the the strings that, that really matter and getting to, to what's very interesting really, really quickly. Thank you, Eric. As you were speaking, you gave me a, a great analogy, a concept came up of a dictionary. Yes, a dictionary, everyone. It's got all the words. It's got everything. So if you just give someone a dictionary and say, here you go, it's like, how do you extrapolate what you need? How do you use what you need? How do you get to where you're going? How is there anyone that has this problem? You know, I don't even know the problem that I have. So how do I even know that I have a problem or that I need to know about this or that? or leadership or quality or, or the seven biohacks to, to success and so forth. I don't even know that I need these things, but when you listen to the show, my show, for example, you're getting 
people that are have going through that journey and explain how that can help you in a way. It's not, it's not a sales thing. It's all done to help. And a great analogy, which I've been using lately, is a diamond. Yes, a diamond, Eric. Everyone is a diamond. Everyone here is good at something. You listening right now in the audience, you're good at something. You know something, whatever that may be. And so you are akin like a diamond. What you know, consider it a, a polished facet. A facet is like one little tiny little surface of a diamond. When you polish that, it shines. You, you right now, you shine in something. And when you learn a little bit about marketing, you're polishing that facet. When you learn a little bit about how to write a book or how to communicate, you polish that facet and so on and so forth. And as you go through life, you're learning and polishing those facets. And you as a diamond, you're shining with what you know, how you can help others, how you can improve your company, your product, your service, whatever you may be doing. So that's what the show is designed to help make everyone better that way. And it's Consider it like free mentorship. You're being mentored by a millionaire, a billionaire. Most of my audience are. You're being me mentored by them one hour a week. So it's, and and you don't know everything you're going to learn until you go through it. Well, what I've really, uh, in like I said, in in watching you and and the diversity of of folks that you speak with, and it's something that I I try to do as well, and that I. You know, I you started off with like oh, I'm going to go to who I know and I I know this area. But my favorite things is that suddenly meeting somebody who is in a sort of vastly different area than I've ever been before, and taking that curiosity to them to just discover their thing. And we, and you find, you know, that there are things that map that make sense. You know, I'm a technologist, but I'm a cyclist. I'm a guitarist. I've, I like these things. And as we, you realize like, oh, well, they all have a beginning and end, a, a, a theme, a thing, you know, a process of learning. Then you talk to somebody who is a sports person or a, a CEO or a race car driver. And in the end, it's about mapping and understanding their motivation, what gets them going, what does like, and like you said, I love this idea of, I can't go take a, an HBR, you know, course or read this long form book because I don't have time. But what I can do is I can put my headphones on while I'm going for a run or on the treadmill or, or something, going for a walk or even just sitting in the background and I can pull in an hour where you basically are like blinkist for an incredible business education because it's not just repeating, you know, the highlights of a book, you're live pulling crucial information through conversation and you can hear it. You can hear the way they speak to you. It's not canned. It's not, it's a unique skill to be able to, pull someone through the conversation and let them still feel like they're leading. It's a, it's a, a unique thing. It's, it's interesting to hear and how you're able to do it. Thank you. And there's, so, there's a lot of good surprises as well. It's, you know, one of my guests talks about how to make your brand stand out. You know how to make your brand stand out. There are some points that are so clear and so simple and so well explained that You'll want to make changes in what you promote and better 
promote, you know, how to make better changes or improvements to get your brand to stand out. Another thing is, do you know that you can literally, not even a joke, not even an exaggeration, you can literally predict the future and what's going to happen in your industry. We go over that with uh, one of my guests, the anticipatory organization. No, that's not the right name, but the word anticipatory is in it. And it's just app with Daniel Burris. And it's just amazing when he explains how you literally can create this great knowledge base of what you can literally predict is going to happen in the future. And that makes all the difference in your decisions in what you do in your business or your, or your career. So it's things like that, that we learn. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm just so glad that people like it and enjoy it. And I guess a million listeners and growing is, is a little bit of a testament to that. Yeah. Well, that's, and, and that's part of it. I'd love to, I'd love to talk about your growth journey, Tony, because you, you get to be the one that's always pulling people through their story. So I think it's time to turn the microphones and how did you, Go from first. I I want to choose this as a as a format. I want to I want to take this on because the first handful you're just trying to find your feet and 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 see where it fits. But then the evolution of of the way, like you said, you go back to some of the first shows. You're like, you certainly cringe a little <laughs> bit sometimes to listen. But it's part of the growth experience. So how did how did Tony decide? It's I want to start trying this out and and then make it a thing. Well, I've spent 32 years in corporate America and I've learned a lot about marketing, advertising, business, sales, etc. And in the year 2000, I formed a company and I did the fundraise and I raised 3.25 million dollars from friends and family in a 6-month period. And I assumed the role of vice president in sales and marketing, and I did all the marketing and lead generation for the company. And I, I just continued to learn how, how to bring people to you. And the internet was very embryonic at that point. It was like, what do you do with it and how? And, but we, you know, started working with that and that went very, very well. Now, <clears throat> as a as an employee, you're kind of pegged in your income a little bit. I mean, I'm making comfortable six figures, but there was only so much I could go unless you have stock options or other things like that. You know, there's, you, there's always a ceiling. So in the year 2007, I had the opportunity to start a lead generation marketing company, be the CEO of it. And that kind of takes the limit off my income. So I did that in 2007 and really focused. And I made a lot of people, a lot of money, and I generated a lot of people. And I learned a lot of basics, hard won basics on how to get people eyeballs or what have you to visit you to visit your website and so forth. Well, that went very well, Eric. However, in, uh, in the ensuing seven years, I did that. There were four major industry regulations, protocols, and changes that totally impacted how we did marketing, how we did lead generation and so forth. <clears throat> Give you an example. One Monday I go into the office and one of my clients, I'm doing a million dollars a year in sales on just that client. I have multiple clients. Well, they canceled. Why? What happened? Wow. Well, there's a new federal regulation that came down. The attorneys got together and they realized that the company, their company could no longer accept marketing services the way that 
that they were getting and they had to retool. So meanwhile, out of business, and this happened with all my clients, boom, 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 boom. And this is the fourth time I had a major impact to my, my business in seven years. And I got really tired of it, Eric. And I look for what could I control myself? What could I do no matter what, no matter what happens in the world as best as possible. And I kept hearing this word called podcast. And I'm like, what's this thing podcast? And when I found out, Eric, I was like, Hey, I'm Italian. I can do this. I can talk. <laughs> so I, I was smart. I got a mentor. I got a well-known radio personality, Michael Benner, who's a who's who in Southern California. And he mentored me and gave me great tips. And to this day still does on interviewing, pre presentation, radio, and so forth. And I learned all that I could learn in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm Italian. I do things fast. So I was just boom, 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 boom. I learned how to podcast and I jumped on one hour live on blog talk radio and I'll be kind to myself. I, I won't use the word embarrassing, but I'll, I will say I learned things. I definitely learned things between that and being mentored. And I just, but I, and I used my skill, my knowledge, my abilities of generating leads and people and getting people to know about something. I promoted myself. I became my best promoter and I got tons and tons and tons of downloads and people listening to my show. It, it was a high rated show called revenue chat radio. And then in my second year, I wrote a book, easy sales procedures, and I got invited to join voice America. And I created a second show called the spotlight with Tony D'Urso. And so then I'm running two shows a week and that was just a bit much. So I think in my third year of doing this, I merged both shows into the Tony D'Urso show. And it's Italian. There's an apostrophe there, but search engines butcher have been butchering my name. So I just took the apostrophe <laughs> off. So I know it looks like a typo, but that's, that's just how it is. So, and then I became the number one show on voice America. And I, I have been number one for several years running, getting hundreds of thousands of downloads and listeners every month. And I've just it's, grown and grown and grown from there. And as I've grown in the show, I've picked up more and more, let's say, well-known uh, household names. You know, some I mentioned earlier, millionaires, billionaires, and so forth. And I've just kept growing. And I love interviewing people who are at the top of their category. One of the things that really stands out when you described your story that people may not even pick up. If I look at the timing that you started two significant ventures that were successful, you know, for in many ways throughout some of the most challenging times, like you started at the beginning of two fundamental country, in fact, international wide failures in the world. In the 2000, the dot com crash, basically, you survived through one of the most challenging waves of, of business failure. And then in 2007, you began at what was at that point only Dr. Michael Burry and a handful of hedge fund folks understood what was about to happen in the world. And we watched the financial collapse that happened globally. And yet, through that, you persevered and, and were able to 
you know, stay focused on what you were trying to achieve and, and survive those things. It's not insignificant to, to be able to weather that storm. And even, you know, you talked sort of, I'm sure the timelines are always compressed, right? We talk about, you know, you losing a number of clients in a period of time because of, you know, regulatory changes, the whole marketing world really took a strong hit. Uh, but I imagine that you probably kept the lights on for quite a while. And, and when most people just said, I'm not going to be able to take more failure. I, I want to get out now while I feel like I'm on top. But Tony, you, you keep pushing. What, what, what makes you tick? How do you, how did you do that? And what's your mindset as you go through that? I have so many answers to that, to that question. But let me start off simple in, in Italian. There's, there's three steps to success, if you want to say it. One is keep at it. Number two is keep at it. Number three <laughs> is keep at it. You don't fail until you stop. Now, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really think of those words and you don't really think of that. But when you're in the middle of it and things are crashing around you, you've got to feed your family. You've got to pay your bills. You've, you know, you got to put gas in the car. How, you know, you're propelled by this strong intention to survive no matter what. It, it's just, you're not going to let something affect you. And I've, I've been beset in my podcasting with some serious, serious problems, but you would never know it because I refuse to give up. And, and I guess I've learned a lot from speaking to some of the most successful people in the world and, and learning from them. And they, they mentor me on that show and they mentor you on that show on how they've made it. And it, it, it's, it sounds easy now that, now that, now that I can go, and look back in the past, it sounds easy, but I did not fall off, roll out of bed or fall off a log or whatever the cliche goes. It was hard work. But the but the key thing, the foremost thing is you want to be successful. You have no choice to be successful. You're going to solve this. And there are, there are problems. There are serious problems and challenges, even the podcasting. In fact, there's a word in the dictionary. Can you believe this, Eric? There's a word in the dictionary. Most podcasters go, what, seven, eight, nine, ten episodes. I've I've run into them. It's called pod fade. And two years ago, before the COVID madness of 2020, before that, the year before, Blueberry said 75% of podcasters don't make it into the second year. Well, it got even more worse the next year. So there's a lot of problems and issues that beset podcasters. The key is monetization. And I teach that to my students. I teach them how to be successful, how to monetize, how to make income with what you're doing. And it's work. It's, it's not like, you know, it's roll up your sleeves and, and, and stuff like that. So, so thank you. And I would say the only reason I'm successful is I just really refuse to give up. And and it comes through in your your caring about you know that getting through the other side because quite often this is the thing right it's you know I remembered you hear the sort of oh, uh, it's a Lance Armstrong quote a lot of people don't like Lance Armstrong but let's put it aside put his personal choices aside but he said one time like if you if you quit no one else everyone will know and no one will care right it's a whole thing of like, it's your choice of why you quit. And 
really when it comes down to especially startups, said there's actually only two reasons that startups fail. It's they run out of money or the founder quits. It's purely uh, economic or choice. There's a lot of reasons why they run out of money. There's a lot of reasons why that were to occur. But one of the most common things, you know, this I didn't realize there was a word for this. I've got a lot of a lot of friends who are like fantastic people and they have got they have great conversations and I love talking with them. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, we're gonna start a podcast. And like you said, well, they all make it to episode 10. And then the wheels come off the bus because it's it's work. You got to fit it in. You've got to do these things. And and I I know I'm like I said, I just pressed publish on as we're recording on my 181st episode. Congratulations. And there was a there was a gap in the middle where I I I think it was about 25 in and I it, it wasn't I was doing it with work and just kind of like doing it off the side of the desk and sort of aligning it to my work and they said look there's no way to measure whether it's successful and it's not impacting sales so like I, we just don't think we can back it and I was like okay and I got busy myself and I said well maybe I'll just put it on hold and then I went back about I guess about six weeks, seven weeks later, and I checked the iTunes for it. I'm like, oh, somebody had asked me you know, to show an old show. And so I went and I looked at it and I saw there's reviews there. And I was like, oh, good golly, people listen to it. <laughs> no, I got to keep going. I was suddenly reinvigorated. I'm like, okay, how do I fit it in? And like you said, it was, I was the only one that let it stop. So I'm like, get on the bloody horse. You know, fit it in. And so half an hour a week, I could fit it in. I thought, can I do this every other week? If I can do you know, 30 to 40 minutes every other week. I mean, there's no reason I can't do it. And now, you know, three years in, I'm doing one hour a week and I've got a backlog because of, yeah, like I said, being inspired by folks like you, Tony, that taught me that like episode 180 doesn't happen without 179 episodes before it. <laughs> you just got to muscle through and sometimes you'll have a show that you maybe struggle with just like everything with work everything it's like there's it's not all great days and perfect endings it's it's a lot of you know gumption if that's a you know sort of people sort of think of that as a word right it's just you got to push through some stuff but you got to know that on the other side of it there's worth in in doing so and you know, and that ties into this vision map that I'm coming out with because we talk about okay, something happens, you're blocked, you're you're out of income, you're out of money, you're out of steam. There's a regulation, you can't talk anymore. I mean, there's words that I am not allowed to say as a result of the madness of 2020 and the world shutting down. You can't say certain words, which I un accidentally said one of those words earlier, but I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> But when these things happen, Eric, what keeps you going? Why? Why? Why podcast? Why? Why are you doing whatever you're doing? Why? Why are you selling widgets or helping people with HR? Why are you a coach? Why are you doing whatever you're doing? And in the vision map, it starts off with what? Well, what's your vision? And you know, I can give a whole training class on this. But you basically, what is it you? you see yourself doing like with a D what are you doing? You look, you go into the future, you look back and you go in the past, like almost like creating a movie. Well, in the past two years, I did this, I did this, I did this. This is my vision. Now 
that's really not a perfect definition, but I'm just trying to get the concept. There's more to it. I'm just being really fast and kind of slamming it together, but that's a good way. Like, well, what am I doing, you know, in this venture? What do, what am I doing? And then right below that, the fuel, because that venture is like the vehicle, the gas, the, the car driving down the freeway. Well, what's that fuel right underneath that venture that's making that happen is the purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? And that's who are you being with a B? What do you, you know, why are you doing it? Who are you? And when you, and then below that, there's, 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 there's like seven, eight, nine steps, but just I'll give you three. And below that is your long-term accomplishment, your long-term what are you trying to do now? People call it a goal. So I, but I don't use that word because a goal could be what I did today, this week, this month, three months from now, or this year, or it's a ball in the net. There's so many definitions for goal. I just took it out. I go, well, what's your, what are you looking to do long-term? And that's what you see yourself as having accomplished, accomplished. I, I wrote this book. I did this lecture. I did this podcast. And when you put those three together, and that's your life, that's your business, that's your whatever. It it helps propel you despite any bumps in the road or blockages. It's very, very powerful. It only stops when you let go of it. But if you hold it like I'm I'm holding up a, a clenched hand now, I'm I'm not gonna let go of this. And as long as you don't let go of your dream, your goal, your purpose of why you like to do it you will be successful. And, and I'll just say one last thing on that, Eric. The purpose is like, I'll do this for free. I'll get up every day in the morning and I'll do it. I'll podcast every single day and talk to people. I love it. I love helping people. And it doesn't matter if I get paid for it or not. I'm not joking, folks. That will propel, will propel you and you will make money if you stick with it. Very important what I've just said. Please kind of soak this up and uh, I'll explain more in a book and there'll be a class and all sorts of stuff. There's a lot to it. This is like really fast, but this is years of experience. It's something that's counterintuitive to a lot of people. The first thing they think is I need to immediately figure out how to pay for something. Like, how do I get, how do I get paid to do this thing? And like I said, I'm a student of of Tony in that I've taken on this thing of like I I love doing this. I don't if if I'm I mean I have to have I happen to have sponsors. I happen to have some other things that come through it, but I didn't chase it down. They came, and that's what makes it enjoyable. Is that I'm I'm not out to try and and fill spots or whatever. Like I, there may be a point where I I have that happen, but right now it's. I'm doing it because I love it. And even if I get paid for it, it doesn't make me love it more or less. I would do it for the love of the game. And like you said, you're, you hit something very important in the, even the, the semantics of the way you describe what it is. A goal is something we all get busted by. A goal is a to-do list with a three-year timeline. And you know what we do with to-do lists? defer the task to the next day because we didn't have time for it today, right? And if the goals are years down the road, oh boy, it's really easy to just defer it by another week or two and then a month. Yeah. And I actually have right? a, a solution for that in the entire vision map and, and how it goes all the way down. There's a whole, there's a whole methodology to it, but yes. And you know what? 
for for the, for who's listening in the audience, you may or may not know, 20, 30, whatever years ago, companies had 10, 15, 20-year-long goals and strategies. Can you imagine sitting <laughs> yeah, down with people all day long talking about where you're going to go in 20 years? It's It's out of mind. It's preposterous. When I was doing podcast, I figured I had a two-year goal and I and I and I accomplished it. But today, people listening to this or tomorrow, they'll go, two-year goal. That's weird. Because with technology today, you can be a millionaire in two days. You, yeah. it, 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 you could be a millionaire in 24 hours. I've spoken to people that have done this sort of thing. It's a whole new world, but but the 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 words, the def definition, the basics are still the basics. So you can apply this, whether it's a, you know, a six months to millionaire world or, or, or two months or 10 days, whatever it is, these basics are still going to be, are still going to be applicable no matter what. One thing I, I often hear people, they'll say like, Hey, what, you know, what, what do you think about becoming a YouTuber? And we kind of joke sometimes about this, like it's a pejorative, a YouTuber. Like I've got, I've got kids of varying ages. And so I see different types of YouTube content all the time. I watch some myself, right? And I watch mostly to learn of like, how do they do this? Like how, what's the way that they're doing it that's keeping viewers up and retaining interest and, and just it's neat to be a student of it all the time. And I, someone says to me, like, oh, why don't you become a YouTuber? I'm like, I don't have the commitment or the time. It sounds like you're, it's just a thing. Like, you're just firing a video. Like, I could sit here and I could, you know, unwrap Kinder Eggs. And you see channels like this that have 12 million subscribers, not because they spent 20 minutes unwrapping a Kinder Egg, because they spent an hour a day doing it. And then an hour a day doing editing and doing keyword research and then posting it for three years. So someone says to me, you want to be a, want to be a YouTuber? I say, you don't have the commitment. for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will tell you this about YouTube and um, let me put it in a very political in, in whatever I've been podcasting five and a half years. I put, I, I started putting all my videos on YouTube and in five years and I promote it. I spent a lot of money promoting and i have a service that does social media promotion by the way i send visitors so i spend a lot of money a lot of time a lot of energy and literally i've sent thousands and thousands and thousands of people to my shows on youtube through my promotion i have a very large social media network and in, and in five years eric i got under fifty thousand total views on everything i was like what and you know, my, my, what's it called? Subscriptions. They would go up by one or two and then down by three, up one or two and down by three. And I'm like, this is being manipulated. So I went to rumble. I went to rumble and in two or three weeks, I've got like over 5,000 views on my shows. It's not being manipulated. It was like, Oh, is that how this works? So you kind of have to learn as you go because otherwise if you want to be a YouTuber and I get what you're saying, it's like a full-time job and you've yeah. got to spend thousands of dollars because only certain people are selected. It appears. And I say that from experience, certain people are selected that rise up and the us and the rest aren't. And if you don't talk to talk or walk to walk, it happens. And, and then you get these, you know, you get these people who are paid. 
They're paid money to go on YouTube and say bad things. And you can tell that they never heard the show. They don't know anything of what you're saying. And they say something bad that has nothing to do with the show. You know that. They're, they're called trolls. And you know they're paid because they go on just to say something negative, but they have no idea what you said on the show. So how, how can you comment if you don't know what was said? So you learn very fast that they're paid and that their job is to discourage people from listening. So, so you're going to have that. You're going to have that. And I, I think it's unless YouTube wants you to be a rising star for their own reason, it's, it's something that you, you know, get on, get on multiple other places, but it's definitely not going to be the key for where you're growing unless it's the only platform you have. Let me, let me make this more simple. I'm going to be, I'm going to exaggerate a little bit. There's 22,376 social media platforms that you can be on, but you can't get on 20,000 yourself and answer and post and comment, pick the key ones, you know, pick, pick where you're going. Is it going to be Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever, and work those. And I've, I work, you know, and engage and speak with people on my key social media platforms. And I've got over 200,000 followers, but I'm not on 20,000. I'm on really push hard on four or five social media platforms or less. And that's a good key to success because otherwise you're super deluding yourself. So if you're thinking of getting onto YouTube, because it sounds good, I understand, excuse me. You know, I've tried TikTok. I'm there on TikTok and I realized very rapidly the amount of work and the effort. And it's like, do I want to spend hours a day doing this or paying somebody big money to do this? You realize quickly where it's going to go. So you should experiment. You should try. But when it's all done, you're going to get more bang for the buck, so to speak, by the key big social media platforms. And I mean, that goes to one of the the important both strategic and tactical pairings of being focused you know setting what your where you want to be right is it going to be follower count viewership audience size share of voice whatever there's lots of different phrases we have but you if you go to 10 places and try to grow then you'll have 10 poorly grown audiences versus if you choose two or three at at the most kind of thing and you stay focused on it and you measure and adapt and and put your efforts towards it like it's it's one the easiest thing that people do and we're human by human behavior it's very easiest for just to go like oh squirrel you know right we we see some new thing you know some new network comes (laughs) up you know people got all clubhouse crazy for a while and i haven't heard anybody use talk about clubhouse in a month and a half now but yet it was all like Everybody was all over because it, it was the new hot thing. Uh, it's yeah. not going away. It's just that the the buzz is gone. And so a lot of people maybe try to invest in it early. Then they lose focus or effort and attention. And somebody else will keep succeeding on there because they're going on Bloody Clubhouse every day. And that's their thing. They're choosing that. But you can't just go in and suddenly become a, a runaway hit. It's like exactly. success. Five years in, 
the reason why Tony, you're you're at the point of being an overnight success with years of of lead up, right? Like I always joke as a, I was in a band for a long time, and I said every band you talk to, you see that big coming out thing where they played at the Grammys or whatever, and it was a first time, and they they had a gold record, and they were an overnight success. And you're like, I saw them 14 years ago in some podunk bar <laughs> playing to an audience of 40. How embarrassing, huh? In a way, you know, uh, yeah. I an overnight success is one of the worst things that we can aspire to be because it just takes away that there's a grind, and it's it's what you need to do, uh, you know. But it's, it, it's so true. I'll say this: not just grind, but grind with a purpose. Yes, yes, yes. And I've learned a lot on on marketing, lead generation, social media, and I use what I've learned. And now because I like to help and it's, I created a service where I do social media marketing for people, especially podcasters. And I've, you know, one of my students last year hit 2 million downloads. Another, another one of my clients hit two and a half million downloads. So I've learned how to help and Take all that we've just said in this interview, you know, and just shorten that time and how to get the real people listening to your show, because that's what a lot of podcasters want, of course, to help them grow. So, so I do that as a service. I just mentioned that because I've learned that from all my years of experience, and I really like to help podcasters and you know, we all need to communicate. It's such a great thing to be able to say what we want. And yes, pick your platforms and stuff like that. Absolutely. And just grow with it. You know, I didn't get over 100,000 followers on Twitter overnight. I, I just keep growing and engage and engage and engage and engage. And it just grows. And it's I'd rather have 100,000 on Twitter than than 1,000 people on 20,000 different platforms. So yeah. So pick your, in a way, pick your, pick where you're going to put your effort is very, very key takeaway to this. And you can be successful in literally anything that you want to do, you know, based on some of these points that we've talked about. The other thing is beyond just persistence is, is fitting it in. You know, we talked a, a briefly about, you know, we, you know, people would hear this and they say, oh, it's a, you know, an, an hour a week that I commit to it. And I mean, obviously the truth is it's much more than an hour a week because I have to do editing and research and whatnot. I mean, I could choose not to, but for the quality that we want to get, you research your guests, you read their books, you, you're putting a lot of other external effort. You're a prolific creator as well. You're a, a, an author of multiple books. So, you know, Tony, how do you prioritize and maintain? You've probably got multiple streams of kind of content creation on the go at any time. Being creative is a real challenge to fit in. It's hard it to is. schedule it, right? <laughs> it is. It is. You have to be very, well, again, it goes back to that vision and that purpose and your long-term objective that I mentioned earlier. Once you get that clear, and it's and these words that I just said, yeah, these words are in the dictionary. You hear them all the time, Eric. You hear, you 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 know the word egg and milk and sugar and flour and salt and vanilla extract. You know these words, and others, cream. But I challenge you to make me a really delicious, you know, souffle. It, it's a whole nother thing to put it together. 
you know, we joked earlier about it's all in all the words in the dictionary, but when you put it together, that's, that's what is great on getting people to express and communicate on, on, on our shows when we speak to experts, because it helps people put it all together. And there is a, um, there's a, there's a finesse to it that, that we've learned. And, you know, I actually lost one of the points you, you, I actually lost one of the points that you were talking about. I had a really important point to say, and I've never done this in five and a half years, but I'm going to say it. Can you please refresh me on what you were saying? This is a first, but you know what? <laughs> we're humans, right? Well, I know. And that's <laughs> maintaining focus when you're ah. multi-streamed, right? Oh, like you're, especially you. in creative avenues, right? Uh, it's, it's it's the purpose that keeps you going. That purpose that I was saying that gets you up, whether you get paid or not. I have, I work everything by a checklist. I have a checklist for getting my, getting my guest on promoting, pr promoting the show for this week. I have a checklist for, you know, different things that have to happen. And in the vision map structure, <clears throat> I have a, a, a method of, how to put something on your things to do list that comes from your, well, it goes, let me, I'll give you the rest of the points. It's vision, it's purpose, it's long-term objective. And below that, how are you going to accomplish your long-term objective? Well, you need a master plan. The master plan consists of two things, a strategy and tactical strategy is like, okay, well, you know, we should want, we want to capture that, that island because it's the corridor and we can control and keep the enemy out if we capture that island that's sort of like a strategy in, in military terms and the tactical is okay well what are we going to do to capture that island how are we going to take over so so you work out all these tactical steps that accomplishes the strategy that accomplishes that long-term objective which is just about a year or two that you want to accomplish all right, so you've got your tactical plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We're going to do this to take that hill or that island. Well, now what comes below that is your 30, what I call 30, 60, 90. And that's your 30, 60, or 90 days. It's like this is where the rubber meets the road, Eric. Okay, well, I've got my strategy, my tactical. I've got my plan, my purpose, my vision. I need to make money. I need to make income. I've got this great plan, this great thing. How am I going to make income? It could be I'm going to do a mastermind at sea and I'm going to bring on 10 people to do a mastermind and I'm going to charge them $10,000 each and I'm going to promote that and it's going to take two months to put together. So that's why, so it's 60 days. Or I've got a class that I'm going to do and I'm going to do a webinar, but I need to do X and X and X and X and Y and that could take three months to roll out. So you've got to have, by the end of a couple months, making literally making income on that plan no joke no baloney and you've got to work that out now these plans these words while they're in the dictionary they take some they take some working a good vision map takes weeks to put together but i'm going to explain that in one more second so after your 30 60 90 day plan now that plan goes into your daily things to do list and the daily things to do list is the is on that plan. It's not put gas in the car, go to the store, go buy a house, go read a book. That 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 things to do list is specifically only and totally for that vision. 
and and you keep it and and you write it down and you don't ever take it off until you can scratch it off as done and you, if you have to break it down you have to break it down but but i'm talking about the daily things to do list which is literally something that is literally accomplishable in one day so what is that how do you break that down and you put that in one day and when you're done i I should show you mine. You just have a sheet after sheet of things crossed off on your list. And that's what keeps you going because you, you, you're putting stuff on the list and you're taking stuff off the list, but you're very structured and it's all done on paper because yeah. on the computer, I know things fall off. <laughs> I, you're I, I you're can, preaching can to the choir this? on this one. I'm filled with lists and look. Can you see this all crossed off yeah. on the camera? Just all crossed off. Just all crossed off. Just yeah. all crossed off. Because on the computer, I I I got all the fancy, expensive, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I got them all. Well, <laughs> not all. There's there's twenty six thousand more that come out every day. But I got these great programs that do this and flash and color flash and light and and interrupt you and say, this is time to do this and all these things. But when you're working on your desktop, Eric, you have to clear it out of the way. You're doing something. Yeah. These And, and, and it, it goes out of sight, out of mind. But on that piece of paper, it never, ever disappears until you cross it off. And that really is the your your helps fuel you to keep working and to keep at it. That is very, very key to accomplish that no matter what. And following that system will get you profitable really, really fast. And I'll give you an example. It, I mean, again, it's like, Tony, I've heard these words before. And Tony says, yeah, they're in the dictionary, but get, get <laughs> this. I had a student. He was doing five or six, no, five uh, health products sales a month on Amazon. Five. Okay. Five. Okay. And I worked with him on just the vision map. And in the second month, he was up to 12 sales a day. I was just working on the vision map. So that's the power of it. Five a month or 12 a day. I mean, he was just just rocketed that fast, but it's really just getting that focus in. And the there's an ebook uh, available at uh, tonydurso.com slash books. And that's been re-edited, updated, and it's coming out on a, a paperback on Amazon soon. But right now you could get the ebook and it's got most of the information, but not all. But it's a really, really great site. Based on that, you're smart. You can figure out the rest. Well, let me tell you what I really respect about what you just described, Tony, is that you didn't tell me about a guy that, you know, went to a million dollars a month in sales, right? These are really easy to fall on. They're compelling. That's how those Instagram ads work. Like, hey, look at this. This is my Maserati and I got this because I'm selling, you know, uh, health pills. I, what, I mean, I, I, and I apologize if I'm being campy in the description. It's, it's not meant to detract from anybody that does anything. I know I run a coffee store. I've got a coffee brand. I literally have got my coffee behind me. Oh, but great. like you described, Tony, that fellow went from five sales a month to 12 a day. That's how it 
goes. I started a coffee store and I said, let me see if we can do this. The technology is there to do it easily. I chose a brand. I chose some things to get together. And I went from, you know, 10 in the first month that I sold to today while we've been talking, I've gotten three notifications of sales. Like it's not going to be hundreds. It's, you know, there are days when I don't sell any there. But the fact is that, like you said, when I, if it starts here, it starts with three a day. GM rolled one car off the line at one point. Everybody has to think that way. This is possible. What matters is the fact that you put this into a place. You use it, you create a system that works for your mind and your your lifestyle. And this is why we need guidance. This is why I love your approach because this is not a, you know, how to read this book and you'll be rich in 30 days. It's like, no, read this book and you'll have you'll have a system that you've got that can bring you to whatever you need to be so that you are where you want to be in X years. It's so true. You know, I've interviewed five, six, seven hundred people now. I've lost count because for a year or two, I was doing two interviews per show. So I, <laughs> it, it, it's probably five or six hundred, seven hundred, you know, well-known people. And I can tell you literally and honestly, I can tell you and and our listener here in the audience, every single person had a story and had to work at what they got to be successful. Only one person in some 700 millionaires and billionaires had his life handed to him. That was how rare it was. And I think kind of walked another person kind of like was well ushered through but every other person had, you know, I spoke to a guy who was homeless. He was on the street and he became a millionaire. I mean, what a great story. I've spoken to people that their parents put them to school to do this. And then they turn around and do something else and become super successful at something that the parents despised, you know, not despised that it was a bad thing, but just the parents, you know. I want you to be a lawyer. I want you to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> go, I want to do this instead. And the parents are like, oh, I'm not talking to you again or whatever. I've amazing stories. Really, really amazing. So, so if you in the audience, if you think things are tough, if you think you have to work for things, let me tell you, you are right. Things don't necessarily go for you. It doesn't always go easy. In fact, one out of 700, what are, what are those, what's that percentage? This is real world. That's how everyone else had to work and become who they became, you know? And so that's why we were saying it doesn't fall off a log and you really have got to work at it. And it's that purpose, that reason why you're doing it, that keeps you going, whether you make money or not. But, but if you stay on it, you'll very, very soon make money, of course, because today we need money to uh, buy our food and, uh, put gas in our car. So that's how it works. Well, and even it's when you give a relative comparison that's relatable to somebody, that's why like five to five a month to 12 a day, this yeah. is achievable because if you compare yourself against, you know, somebody that's, you know, on the, one of the sharks on shark tank versus somebody that's walking up and they've got a story and they're, they're, 
they're they've got a leap of faith. They're bringing something. They're going to try this, right? Uh, you want to you don't want to try and relate to you know the shark. You want to relate to the person that's on the other side. There's a famous story. It's is uh, a fellow named Adeo Resi, and he had gone because he was really struggling. He was very successful by any right. It started his own massive network, had had successful exits from startups. It was an investor it, doing incredible work and yet was wrought with grief about his lack of success. And they said, like, he went to therapy and in, and in the end, they sort of uncovered, they said, why is it that you feel that you're not successful? He said, my college roommate has always outdone me. And they said, well, how is it possible that you've got all these things? Who was your college roommate? It's Elon Musk. So, well, perhaps you need to lower your bar, <laughs> you know, like, so even successful people that they, so his raison d'etre, his thing that he's aiming for is big. It's Elon Musk. You know what I'm going to do when I tell people that are listening right now, you're thinking about doing a thing, writing your first book, putting a blog together, starting a podcast, then find the person that did five a month and find out how they got to 12 a day. Like, that's it. Like, this is, yeah. inspire yourself with an attainable path. Like, you got to obviously aim. I always tell people, like, don't, you don't want to just say, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, 1.2% better today, tomorrow than I was today. I mean, actually, compound interest is pretty decent if you if you do that every day. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's why, again, right. I, it's, I it's appreciate your world. choice of selections, right? Yes, Eric, unless you've got somebody putting in mega money behind you. Yeah, you go to Shark Tank and sell your coffee. You know, you may want you may walk away when everything's done with 10, 15, 20% of your company. I don't know. Just you've got now a boss telling you what to do, and your original recipe <laughs> may no longer be your original recipe after a while. But yeah, you make money. So now it's people also refer to that as selling their soul. So now what? So you've got money. Are you happy? Let me I, I know this is going to rub people the wrong way, you know, but money is money does not equal happiness. Accomplishing your purpose and your vision equals happiness. And when you right. do that, money follows. It's just the flip around. Money is not happy. I have I have I have a dollar in my pocket. That doesn't make me happy. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. to successful people and I'm sharing that with the world and getting millions of listeners. That makes me overjoyed. That's it. Right. And and it's, this is a really, you know, it's an important thing for people to do. And like I said, it's, it, there's so many things are possible. You know, I often say like, so it's a bit of a visual joke, right? I'm a big fan of, of guys. I've got a friend who's a magician and he's a lot more than a magician, but that just happens to be what he does. And I always joked, I said, I watched him do like simple things, like just a, a simple card fan. It's something that like visually, so if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see this, right? It seems like the smallest thing in the world. It's, it's unexciting, but what makes it easy to do is that I've done this probably for like half an hour a day for six months, like just every day I just muck around. And so the first time you do it, you can barely get them to stay together. You drop the cards. It's a whole thing. But now six months into mucking around with this thing while I'm sitting on meetings or whatever, and I've got idle time, I don't know how to not do a fan of cards. I can't do it in a bad way. 
So my muscle memory for this and my muscle memory for being able to jump into a task and know like I've, I've got a system in my head. I know I can do this. Right? This is why your map is so important because it's like once you build that muscle, you understand the structure, then you just simply just apply it to the situation. And that's what people really get stuck on. They're like, you know, how does somebody, how does somebody become a great coach and yet they weren't a star athlete? happens all the time. They're athletic, but they don't have to be, you know, the athlete in order to be successful at it. You just look for the, the ways you find how to unlock the power and then you unlock it for somebody else, which is, which is pretty amazing. That's a good way to say it because it's, it's like two different ways. It's like, do you listen, do you, do you read a book or watch a video by a person who's not a well-known chef but yet you watch their video and you go, well, do you need to be a chef to say this tastes good or right. this doesn't <laughs> taste good? So th there's, there's a balance there. So yeah, an Olympic athlete isn't necessarily a gold medalist is not necessarily the only person that can train other gold medalists and so on and so forth. But someone that understands the basics and the games and what it takes to apply oneself to be successful in that endeavor. Absolutely correct. Bill Belichick looks like he would struggle getting up a long flight of stairs. <laughs> I mean, like, yet he's brought Tom Brady and his team to victory. And I, I, I shouldn't joke. Obviously, Bill Belichick in fantastic shape, but he was not an athlete. Like, or he was, he was not a top level elite athlete necessarily. Right? It's, it is amazing, and and that's what people need to sort of humble their, humble their goals in a bit, and humble their understanding of the world. And, and that's really it too, right? When I look, you're five years in, you talk about 500 people that you've interviewed. If you started at the beginning and said, I'm going to interview 500 people in five years, it would be very easy to get off that bus fast. Cause you're going to say, there's no way that I'm going to be able to pull this off. You start to think, but if you say like, I, I want to have a successful show. I want to be able to find people who I've never met and have interesting conversations and learn something with them and be able to pull a story out of them in 40 minutes easily. And I will learn how to do that. I want to learn these lessons and apply them to my own life. And then while you're doing that, suddenly 500 people go by and you realize you've, you've done it and it's fantastic, right? That's, it's a, so it's an admirable thing you've done is that on the other side of it. Now that's the other thing, I guess, Tony, how do you, people talk about gratitude and, and, and this thing, like, how do you sort of check where you're at as you go through this on the bigger picture stuff? Like, I know we have checklists and we have other things, but how do you sort of at a six month point or just right now, what, how do you look back and say, it's, it's been an okay year or I've, I've achieved something, but I'd like to be better at this. Well, I may shock you. I don't look at things that way. I've learned. I've learned. And it's only because you ask, because it's it's not a topic I discuss or talk about. And it's a topic that I I joke around and say it's been it's against the law. And there's a reason <laughs> I, I say that. But when you're on the right path to helping others and 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 doing the right thing you start developing your morals, your goals. And as you go along that path, you start realizing that 
that God provides everything for you and that your success is determined by God. The more you follow what God's will and plan is, the more doors open. And the way I look at it is doors are opening for me and, and people love my show and my show grows because God provides that. I know it sounds, I, I, I don't want to say any incorrect or wrong words. It's, it's, it's a unique concept and it's, it's a concept that you're not allowed to talk about because right now people say the universe. Well, it's, that's an innate non-thinking, non-intelligent rock or, or, or dust that, that doesn't give you your life. That didn't create you. I walk, I walk outside and there's a pile, there's a patch of dirt outside my house and I look at it every day for 10 years and I'm still waiting for a chicken to spontaneously combust and appear. It doesn't happen. The world, you know, this whole falsity of, you know, where things came from is just, it's just a confusion. It's just a lie. God provides. There is a God that made you this amazing, great soul. And the more you realize that, the more you realize that that bigger picture, the bigger the picture becomes. And it, and then you realize the more that doors open or close because God wants you to go down a certain path. God is providing, God is allowing, God is directing. Now you have free will. <clears throat> if something goes wrong and it keeps going wrong and you don't care, you want to keep at it, keep at it. And then later you find that it was a total mess up. You lost your money. You, you, you had all this problem. <clears throat> God allows you to learn whatever you want to learn. But when the doors are open, that's because he's trying to direct you down a certain path. <clears throat> Now, what I'm saying has taken me so many years to understand. It, it, it goes over people's head and it actually hits against people trained other ways. So that's why I actually say it's not something we're allowed to talk about. But because you asked the question, I am, I am compelled to, to give you the true, honest answer. And the more, <clears throat> sorry, the more you reflect or think about God, the more things start to open up. And it's just, it's, it's a process, just like, just like growing your business from five sales a month to 12 sales a day. It's a whole process, but the more you think about it, just a little reflection time, not meditation. I don't know what meditation is still to this day. Promote <laughs> it. I don't know what it is, but just start thinking about God, focus on God. And it's just, it just starts opening up and it's, it's not even magic. It's just life. It just works. So I, I just wanted to say that in answer to your question that things are, things are rolling for me because this is what God wants me to do. God wants me to connect people to successful people and help them grow. And the more I, the more I work on that, the easier in a way it gets uh, sort of like the muscle memory. I can, jump and jump on a show and, and interview anybody because I understand millionaires, billionaires and elite people. I I'll interview presidents, heads of States. It just doesn't matter because I understand that now, but it's, it's God's gift that he gave me. God gives gift. My gift. I'm Italian. I can talk, right? <laughs> I, I appreciate can speak. I can communicate. So, so 
yeah, not not because you're not we're not allowed really too much to say things about religion or talk about it. But I had to answer your question. I appreciate your candor, Tony. You know, and it's it's one thing that is yeah, it's a it's a difficult difficult topic, and even for folks that maybe struggle with, you know. And I've, I've had a lot of uh, Don W. Long and I spoke a couple of times. He has been on the show a couple of times. We, we talked even where folks, you know, if they have to map it to spirituality, whatever the hell they want to describe it, it's just even the stoic philosophers often talked about is there are certain things that are beyond our control. And that's what we have to just we have to look to what we can affect. And like you said, be good, be ethical do things that help people give and in the end what comes back opportunity you know through that means right like that's but it, it is it's inspiring you know when you hear folks that are committed to it and that have that live the you know they walk the walk i suppose is, is sort of the phrase that people say so and it starts um, slow it's not like fast immediately all of a sudden you know the world opens up or the sun shines right. down. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's slow. It, it, it can be fast, but it's slow. It's just a little bit. It's like, you know, and, and I'm not really trying, I don't push religion or any, or anything or any type of worship, but just start thinking about it a little bit. And it just starts making more and more sense. And I guess that's, that's what I'm trying to allude to. So whether it grates you or incorrect, it's, still true <laughs> you yeah, were made well, by and, an intelligent being you weren't made by a piece of rock <laughs> and in the end you know like i said this has been really inspiring you know tony your your ethic and your effort and your expertise come together in in every every discussion and uh, it's been a real blessing and and an honor to spend time with you today uh, so TonyDierso.com, of course, will have links in the show notes. I'll make sure that people get out there. Uh, and because your book is going to be hopefully hitting Amazon around the time this goes out, depending on timing, uh, if it has not, anybody wants to drop me an email, uh, I'll actually have, or if you're, if you're on the YouTube version of this, drop a comment and the first 10 folks that they need to, if they're having commercial problems with getting to this, any financial risk, you know, issues, I will happily fund, you know, and make sure that 10 people deserve this book. And so I'm going to make sure, so reach out to me, just hit me up on email. Uh, and like I said, I'll, I'll make sure that we put a few copies in some hands and, and uh, you know, educate more people, give them an opportunity. That's, that's really what it is. Thank you, Eric. And when you get it on YouTube, I will I will send thousands and thousands of people to it, and uh, we just uh, hope we get through the YouTube, whatever it is. That, <laughs> get through uh, the algorithm, yeah. The well, gauntlet, I tell you, what, the uh, I had a funny, a funny situation where I had you know a really in, incredible individual, John McAfee. He was on my show uh, oh, last wow. year in wow. April, and wow. John was just an incredible human and. And we immediately went right into some really challenging topics that uh, are algorithmically a problem 
for stuff. And I, at the time I was only publishing audio only. So it just goes up with like an audiogram. Like, so it's the audio on YouTube. So literally nobody goes to YouTube to listen. They like to watch. Now that I publish the video version, you, you get a couple of thousand views per episode. It's a little bit better. But I thought to myself, I've got the video of this. And this was even before John had, had recently passed. And, uh, and I thought, I'd love to put it up there because it was just such a really a dynamic discussion. I thought, good golly, I can't because if I put fresh content up there that's got a lot of hot button things in, next thing you know, old Disco Posse is on the wrong side of cancel <laughs> because uh, of a problem. So I, I'd choose. And then yeah. with, with John's passing, I just choose out of, out of respect that I shouldn't. You know, well, come along your, and, and it's your content. You own it, and I, you know, there's places like BitChute and Rumble that, you know, there's no, I don't I don't talk about anything controversial. I really, really try hard not to. Don't I don't even swear on my shows. I, <laughs> no, it's funny I, that I, we started I, talking about that too at the yeah, at the very beginning. It's <laughs> but why it gets censored on YouTube? Because they obviously somebody some they pick and choose who they want to promote it's real simple i send twenty thousand visitors to youtube and i get like two views it's like what so they're choosing who they want to see the show there's just no sense or but i'll send twenty thousand people to rumble i'll get you know I, I get a zillion views so so you just put it out on a couple places and and monitor yeah, it's definitely a, it's a challenging world. We'll see. I think we'll see a lot of change in the coming months as as this stuff sort of comes to the point where they're going to have some regulatory stuff to deal with around it. But uh, we'll see. But anyways, so Tony, thank you very much. Uh, and like I said, for folks, go to TonyDioso.com. Check out the show. Get the podcast on there. Really, really great lessons. And of course, get the book. Uh, and like I said, Tony, you're a prolific author. Lots of other books, non-business books as well. So you've got you've yeah. got great uh, fiction work as well that you do. So uh, really, really cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. The honor is mine. Thank you so much for having me on Disco Posse. I loved it. Thank you.